This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Yep. I have I have a couple of things I can't wait to share this hour. Uh, first of all, the ultimate Christmas trip that I am going to invite the boys to come with me. Uh, and they don't know about it, and it's going to be pretty special. And we'll see how many of them want to come. I only have room for two, but who's going to come with me? We uh, will delve into that here in just a second. Also, I found an... Inter- We're all going to have to fight Stu for one of those spots. I know, I know that. Uh, uh, I also found something really infuriating from NPR on fake news. They were all upset about fake news. And they wanted to go find the guy who's done, you know, usatoday.com.co. Uh, well, they found him. And they were very upset until he said, guys, I'm a liberal and... I've been doing this to expose the right. You will not believe this. Yes, you will. But then you'll realize you paid for that story through your tax dollars. Agonizing. Just agonizing. And uh, our head of researcher, uh, head researcher and uh, writer for the uh, program, Jason Batrill, is over looking for people coming together in literally the most dangerous place in the world right now Mosul, Iraq, he is on the ground and we go to him right now The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment This is the Glenn Beck Programme We sent uh, Jason uh, over to Iraq, and it's not against his will. He's former uh, military intelligence and can handle himself in situations like this. And it has been a, an eye-opening experience. We've gone over because the special forces have now moved into Mosul, and there's ongoing fighting to get um, ISIS out. He was traveling through ISIS tunnels, which are going to be amazing to see when he brings back the footage. Uh, but Jason is uh, with us now. Uh, and are you back to safety or are you still in uh, harm's way, Jason? I just made it back. They um, they don't allow anyone near the front lines once it starts getting dark over here. And it feels like it gets dark here around 3 p.m. It gets dark here incredibly early. But, um, yeah, we just now made it back and we're all safe and sound. Okay. Um, and uh, tell me your experience yesterday. What did you find? Where did you go? So it, it, it's kind of a, it was an interesting day. It might have been one of my more interesting days in doing some of these reports. Um, I got a big lesson in um, 
uh, I don't know how to put it, Iraqi and Kurdish politics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we stepped off to go down to the mobile front early this morning. Um, we had to make our way through multiple different Kurdish checkpoints. Those went fine. Um, we got down to where all of a sudden they do a switch, a handoff, a switchover, and then it becomes um, the country of Iraq. There's their their um, armed forces. They start controlling checkpoints down to Mosul after a while. So we made our way through multiple different Iraqi ones until we got to the last one. And we're waiting in a long line. We start driving up. There's a Facebook Live of part of this on uh, theblaze.com right now where I was okay. doing a report. Um, but all of a sudden, we heard multiple airstrikes really close, and mortars were going off um, very close. It was, it was pretty chaotic. And um, they halted all the traffic going in, and all of a sudden, about... 30 to 40 ambulances started driving away from Mosul back towards us going towards the hospital. And the moment that happened, there was a, there was a whole line of foreign press that were trying to get through, but they halted everybody. And we went to go inquire what was going on, and they said, well, they're halting all foreign press. They don't want any foreign press uh, going into uh, up, to, up to Mosul at the time. And we were like, why? Um, at first, it was just foreign press. Then it was just no press whatsoever. Well, we did some investigating, and they stopped allowing press in because the Iraqi government, I'd heard they were doing this, is trying to suppress how the actual battle is going. If, if, it's, if it's going badly, they don't let anybody report on it. Today was a very, very bad day for the Iraqi army. They would not give us any casualty numbers. They wouldn't even confirm casualties. But I, like I said, I at least counted 30 to 40 ambulances drive away. It was a very chaotic scene in Mosul today. So you didn't get a chance to find any of the people who are banding together yet? So we didn't get a chance to talk to them. Um, we didn't even get a chance to, to actually go to the, that, the one point that we were supposed to go to, but we did talk to um, the head information minister. He actually came down just to speak to me and uh, my fixer. And uh, he came down to talk to us. The rest of the press were pretty angry that he came down to talk to us. But um, we, t- we spoke to him for a while. We told him what we wanted to do. And he was actually very intrigued. So he's going to make an exception for us on Sunday. He's going to actually pick us up in some armored vehicles, and he's going to pick us up only. Um, you can only be able to see this on Glenbike.com and the Blaze. No other press is being allowed into Mosul, so we'll be the only foreign press that will actually get into Mosul on Sunday. Um, so that was good news. Um, we turned around, and we wanted to follow along still within the, uh, the Peshmerga controlled zones. And uh, we were going to go towards these tunnels that we were, had talked about um, the other day. And uh, we started going off in that, in that direction. And again, we got closed down again because ISIS started pushing from another direction. And again, uh, two Cobra gunships, uh, U.S. Cobra gunships moved in and started firing about 500 meters away from us. They dropped some more um, JDAMs that looked like big, large uh, uh, bombs dropped from like F-18s. And uh, they halted us again. Um, we actually had to take shelter and went into a Peshmerga um, uh, fort, and we waited there with them. They were awesome. They fed us, and we kind of hunkered down for a little bit. I told them that I wanted to see those tunnels, and they actually took us to those tunnels. Not only that, but they showed us um, they had just about two weeks ago took this area back from ISIS, and it was a bomb factory, and it was a tunnel-building uh, fabrication plant. This was amazing, Glenn. I've never seen anything like this. I got pictures of this and video of this. They crafted these, like, I don't know how to describe it. It looks like, um, looks like it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a wheel axle hooked onto a V8 engine, and on the front of it, there's, there's the wheel of the, of, of, the, uh, of the car, but then they, 
they welded on teeth, like iron teeth, onto the end of this thing. They would fire that up, and that's how it drills into the rock and the ground. And that's how they made these huge tunnels. I've never seen anything like this. Unbelievable. It's unreal. The access to these, you drive into a garage. You go into a garage. Inside the garage, they would shut the door, and they drilled down through the floor, through the foundation, and that's where they continue on down into the ground. It it goes down. It it goes down at at an angle for at least, I would say, 50 feet. It's way below the ground, and then it continues on towards wherever they need to go. Anybody have any any idea if all of the tunnels are even known? Do they think that they've found most of them, all of them, some of them? No, they don't know, and they haven't cleared through all these tunnels. There was a couple tunnels where they let us walk down a certain ways, but they said we can't go any further. And I was like, you haven't cleared these? And they said, no, we couldn't clear them. It wasn't, it wasn't safe enough. We don't even know who, how many people are going to be on the other end. So what they did was is they took a ton of tires. Um, this was about two weeks ago. They took a bunch of tires, and they burned the tires to smoke them out and push them the other direction. I mean, that's, that's, that's the only reassurance we had that ISIS wasn't basically right there when wow. we walked down. I mean, finally, they're, they're still finally, all, finally an actual report of smoking them out. We've been hearing that since exactly 9-11. This is the first time I've actually seen we're smoking them out. Um, Jason, I can't, I can't wait to see what you're bringing home. And we're doing a special on The Blaze, are we not, when you come back? Yes, we are. Okay, good. Yes. So you'll be able to see all of this. And um, please do everything you can on Sunday. And thank the, um, the um, information minister for, for letting us do this. But um, please do everything you can to find those, those Sunnis, Shias, Christians and Yazidis that are coming together and working side by side voluntarily to stop ISIS. It's, pre- it's a really remarkable story for coming together. Thank you so much. That's my- you bet. Appreciate you it. You bet. Bye-bye. Uh, please keep him in your prayers, if you will. Okay. I have an invitation for the Christmassy Christmas event of all of Christmas. It is the most Christmassy time of the year. Wow. I think I know uh, where this is headed. <laughs> you do. And it doesn't seem real Christmassy. <laughs> it does seem real Christmassy. On its face. Okay, so you know, uh, okay, so you know here's, this earlier. here's the deal. Here's A very special Haitian Christmas. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Who wants to go to Haiti with me next weekend? Oh, man. I come on. Just, oh, come on. I mean, here's why. Here's yeah. why. Uh-huh. You know, we have saved, um, our listeners have saved 400 children from the sex slave trade. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Haiti was uh, a big uh, bust. I don't know how many kids, maybe 30 kids or something like that. And that's ongoing with the Haitians. It's really bad. Slavery is really bad in Haiti. Um, And it's very dangerous. Anything that's really good in Haiti? I can't. Uh, think, oh, there's that. There's uh, that. Uh, other than the yeah. people, some of the people seem to be really, really and good. It's warm there. I will say. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so um, you're, I mean, it's more than normal. I'm, I'm listening. Yeah. Okay. So um, <laughs> we saved. We saved these kids. We've put them in a safe place, and I, I think it has been a, a, almost a year that they have been. Getting counseling and retraining and trying to help them back on their feet. And so we wanted to go and bring them.
Christmas presents and oh, that's really cool. and and tried. I mean, they got nothing. They have nothing. So this isn't a we're going to go in and go take down the drug lords or the. This is not that. I'm definitely in. You want to come? Oh yeah. I cannot believe it. I have one more seat. I have one more seat. I have one more seat. The problem is now there's no possibility on the show because I don't want to go and, and Jeffy would take two seats. It's funny. It's really. Well, you can take funny. both. You, you can, can take can, mine and yours. Fun. <laughs> and I could back as out. As long as the plane in. doesn't have weight limits, we'd <laughs> love to have you. We'll just keep you on one side. We'll put everybody else on the other. Oh, no, as long as. I'm not going to engage in those because that's just ridiculous. It is the size of the runway that matters. <laughs> if we have a long enough runway, then we can get. So, get when it. does this take place? Uh, <laughs> next week. I don't know exactly. I think maybe Thursday night or Friday morning right after the show. And coming uh, back and when? And then coming back Saturday because we have the Christmas party we have to go to. So, oh. we'll be coming from Haiti to the Christmas And a Christmas party in Haiti mm-hmm. to our Christmas party is going to be starkly different. I'd say, yeah. Going? Yeah, I'm in. Going, Pat's in, Pat jumped right on it. Look at you weasels. Why do you not want to go? I, I this do. will be, though. yeah, I know. Well, well, there's no way Jeffy's allowed in the country of Haiti after all of that's happened. There's no way that they <laughs> There's would. nothing left to loot. No, I'm just saying his history. I mean, <laughs> there's no Drugs way. and everything. <laughs> I mean, I, all right, so listen, seriously, why do you not want to go? This will, this will be... I think this is a game-changing experience. And by the way, I've, I've already invited one other person because I knew you two weasels. No, so it wasn't even out. a real invitation. No, it is. He has not accepted yet. So we're your second choice? Right. It's unbelievable. We <laughs> don't get Sherry's berries. I really second didn't expect, choice on I the didn't expect trip. any of you. I knew if there was a chance it would be Pat, but I didn't even think Pat would go. But I knew if there was a chance of anyone, it would yeah. be him. I traveled half the globe with you. What? What, that, what was know? this? You went to South Africa. <laughs> not Haiti. Not Haiti. Yeah, you it's went to not South Haiti. Africa, though, right? My yeah. wife just looked at me. I came home and I said, honey, I, w- I want to go to Haiti and I, I want to take Rafe because uh, I think it would be a life changing. And she said, Rafe is not going to Haiti. <laughs> and I said, honey, it would be an eye opening experience. It would be really good. And we're going to be doing some really good stuff. It would be good. She said, he is not, you can keep talking all night long. He is not going to Haiti. She said, you think you're the one telling me this? I've already talked to three people in your organization all about this Haiti trip. She had oh, yeah. security, Michelle, that little weasel. Uh, everybody is just telling, uh, telling, they're called before even I know, she knows. So I go home and I have this whole spin and she's like, I've already been briefed by security. No, it's far too dangerous to go. And I'm like, wait a minute. You didn't even say, you did, there wasn't even a speed bump on the road of me going. No, she doesn't care. Yeah, she was like, you can go. You want to go. He ain't going. Wow. <laughs> well, this is so why is it so dangerous? I didn't factor in prior oh, so to my... Now. You need to take the bull by the horns in that house. So now... So now now we're gonna Did you say next week? <laughs> oh. oh my gosh, if you oh, back out, man. if you back out. You need to take the bull by the horns in your household. I'm oh, I told you. her. I said okay. he's going. Okay. And she said, no, he's not. And I said, oh, yes, he is. Thank you. Right. And I had three places on the plane. And it, 
And I've invited now three people, and he's not one of them anymore. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, and uh, now our sponsor this half hour. It's American Financing. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Do you remember the Christmas, and I hope it's not happening to you now, you remember the Christmas where you could just barely make ends meet and you couldn't afford Christmas. The base, You couldn't even afford a Christmas tree. I remember those days. Um, and and I, if you're going through that right now, I, please hear me. You are not a bad parent. You are not a loser. You are not a bad dad or a bad mom. Please, please know that. I went through that, and I felt the worst, and I felt trapped, and there was no way out. Well, I want to give you a way out. It's American financing. If you own your own home and you're not in debt, you can refinance right now. Uh, You can buy a new home with their mortgages. These are people who are um, salary-based. They are not, um, um, they're not counting commissions, so they're not going to try to force you into a mortgage. And the mortgage rates are so low that your monthly payment could be as much as 500 to $1,000 less every single month. Now, that's if you want to buy a new home or you want to refinance your home and you're not in debt. You can save all that money. If you are in debt and you can't make ends meet, if you refinance and you can save between 500 to $1,000 a month, You can pay down those debts. You can have that breathing space again. Please call AmericanFinancing.net. I've known these people and have been talking to them since 2007, and they didn't become clients of mine until after 2008 because they didn't have a problem, because they weren't jamming people into mortgages they couldn't afford. There's no games here. I want you to call AmericanFinancing.net, 866-750-6551, 866-750-6551, AmericanFinancing.net. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. I think it'd be good for my wife to go and take pictures and document everything. 
Oh, yeah, because she takes a lot of photos for the... She does. I mean, she no, takes just, photos and she does all kinds of stuff. I just want to make sure. Got through he doesn't want to go dangerous. because it's so dangerous. I never said that. But all of a sudden... I, I never said that I did, wouldn't, didn't want to go because it was too dangerous. Right. You happened to say that... Right, and you know, all of a sudden, he's like, talk danger, and he's like, my wife should go. <laughs> wow. I mean, there might be something there to photograph. Wow. Something <laughs> that we need to document. You know, I'm bringing a plane load of people with cameras. Oh. So, so it'd be kind of safe, really, is what mm. you're saying. <laughs> what? Right? Yes, and now all of a sudden you're not that interested? <laughs> okay, so um, so I invited Mike Broomhead to come because I figured he would say yes. So if he can get the time, I, I don't know. I'm assuming he was... I'm assuming he's not like used to. Uh, I can't even say this about Jeffy because Jeffy does go to... I Jeffy do go, was, and I, I'd be, I would love to go to Haiti, but I... I Jeffy's been in more third world, you know, countries. And, oh, I know. And, I my know. passport isn't back right now. Right. Yeah. It's not back, back from, from what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. You sent it out to the laundry? Or? <laughs> Trump wants to start with illegal immigration. There's right. a place I can point him to. Right. right. Uh, where there's a lot yeah. of shady stuff going on with documents. Uh, over in- Jeffy, you just don't know the underworld. <laughs> <that he's been. laughs> So that's a big negatory for you too, Stu, huh? Uh, uh, now, what are we talking about? What was the We're going to topic Haiti. of conversation? Deliver Christmas presents next week. Hey, oh, does the does does Haiti have mail? Did they have? Is that something that they would have? <laughs> oh my um, God! Uh, such right? A, no, they don't. No. Okay, well, FedEx. I mean, they'll, they'll get you. They'll get your package wherever you need it. Oh, I'd like to stuff it with your FedEx. The Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. Don't do it. Don't do it. To what? What are you asking him not to do? to sing again. Don't do it. Wait, what's he saying, Pat? Because he's trying to describe you doing something specific, and I don't know. All right. Mocking the way in which that song is sung? I don't even know how you'd mock that. How would you mock something like that? I can only imagine that someone might. Go tell it on the mountain. But that wouldn't be mocking. That'd be a tribute. That'd be a tribute. That'd be a tribute. I don't know what he's talking about. All right. Shut up. Shut up. Did you hear that? Does that put you in prison? I hope heaven. Merry Christmas. I hope Haley Jackson. Says, Merry I Christmas hope when more, you get go to go tell it on the mountain. When man. you get to heaven, <laughs> that your your little condo is right next in between <laughs> Mahalia Jackson and Ray Charles. And if you go to the other place, mm-hmm. I hope that's all they have on the radio. <laughs> oh, my that would gosh. be hell. Oh, man. That is, so anyway, that is what hell. he's predicting. Yeah, anyway. So um, well, you, really you guys haven't asked me about... Though, you guys... The, uh, Mahalia Jackson Christmas. <laughs> wow. You guys have not <laughs> asked wow. me a thing about Samantha Bee. Uh, yeah, she was on the show yesterday. Uh, we were, yeah, I was oh. with her all day. 
She was here all day. You guys were peeking in the windows. Oh, and- I, I, I was hiding in my office. I didn't peek out at all. We were actually doing a shoot yesterday, but uh, the, the you know you have to. I think you have to know a little something about the person in order to be that curious about her. I don't know very much about her, but she's on the Daily Show, right? Yeah, uh, she's on the Daily Show. She was the main reporter on the Daily Show with Stephen Colbert, but with with John Stewart. But Stephen Colbert, at this time, that he was also a reporter. We do know she's she's really liberal. She's from she's Canada. Yeah, she's from Canada. But it, I'll tell you. But how'd it go? Was the interview? It was okay. So you remember yesterday's on yesterday's episode here, we didn't really say anything. I was more willing to say things because she was in my space, mm-hmm. and so I was willing to ask her questions, and she was like. Not, you know, that, yeah, okay. Because she just didn't know if there was going to be a setup or, you know, she yeah. didn't know what she was walking into. Sure. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's and how so we, she should be walking into those moments. She's smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then when the show was over, I walked to the edge of the stage and her, I think her showrunner or yeah, her line producer yeah, came up to me and said, I want you to know, I think I hate Woodrow Wilson more than you do. And I said, What? No, you don't. Get that's off the stage. Yeah, and I said, that's impossible in the first place, but you hate Woodrow Wilson? She said, oh, my gosh. He was the most evil SOB ever. And I said, I can't believe... You're with the show? Did she only hate him because of his no. racism? Or- no, 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 all of it. Really? All of it. She knew all of it. Is she conservative? No. Okay. I don't think so. I didn't, I didn't talk politics yesterday. We did talk uh, uh, Woodrow Wilson. So then... Uh, she says, hey, I'm not alone. Come here. Another guy comes up, and um, he says, it's so great to meet you. He said, I am in your club with Woodrow Wilson. And I thought at first, this is a a setup. Nobody, I mean, I said to him, I can't get conservatives to hate Woodrow Wilson. How how do you guys just higgledy-piggledy stumble in, (laughs) and you hate Woodrow Wilson? And and they said, oh, no, worst guy ever. Turns out her showrunner is... uh, uh, was an American historian in, in school. And she, up and down, back and forth, she knows American history. So we hit it off really well. In the interview with Samantha B, she hates Woodrow Wilson. Now, I, don't, I didn't go depth because we were on in the interview, so I don't go, didn't go in depth, but she hates him because he was a real racist. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she knows any more about him. Um, but anyway, so I went and I was starting to do her show. And we got about 20 minutes into it. And um, I just stopped and I said, this isn't going well. And she said, why? And I said, because you have show face on. I said, we're talking beforehand. And the minute the cameras were rolling, because she was facing all the camera people and all of the producers. And the minute the cameras were rolling, I could tell when they were rolling because your face changed. She said, I don't have show face. And I said, you absolutely have show face. I'm not stupid. I do television. I know what show face is. And I said, and she said, well, what the hell does that mean? And I said, it's "It's your show. And I know your style. And you are like, so, well, so what does that mean exactly? I know exactly what you're doing. You are editing, and so you have the funny line, and I am the butt of the joke. And this isn't what we agreed to, and it's right. not what I, it's, it's not, this is not helpful to me, because what you're going to do is you're going to, A, piss off the audience of mine that like me, and then they'll be mad at your audience because they're laughing at me. And so there's more division, mm-hmm. and on top of it, you will also have my audience say, 
what the hell? We could have told you that was happening, dummy. Yeah. Why are and you even talking to her? Her audience hates you anyway. Right. So. And I said that to her. I said, your audience already hates me. Right. Why don't you do something new? Mm-hmm. And so she said, I really thought this was going well. And I said, well, I didn't. She said, well, where? So where do we go? And so we just had a conversation and it lasted from that point about an hour. We were I was four hours behind schedule yesterday because of because of the time we had together. And it it changed when I asked her, why are you an American? Because she's Canadian and she this is the first election she could vote in. And um, I said, why are you American? Why did you choose America? What's wrong with candidates like the 51st state? And she said, I love my, I love my country of Canada. Well, she, she also, because you kind of mentioned this story earlier, didn't she also say, I, I didn't necessarily want to say this? So I just, no, I'm just want to classify, no, no, no. You. as you're about to say Thank it you. on the air. Now I can't say anything because I was going to leave out the things that she didn't, she didn't want aired. But it was nothing bad. It, it just, <clears throat> I was going to leave some of that out, but now I can't say any of it because now, <laughs> now I'm in an awkward situation. <laughs> Now what I'm I? trying to save you from uh, another I know, I know. situation that you've been no, in many, know, many times. I know. <laughs> she I mean, you could say that she knew who I sent was. this to her last night in my Facebook post mm-hmm. about her love for the country, what she, how she loves America, and this is nothing about her country. She loves Canada. This is well, it's a, the curling capital. She says, "Shut the, up." She world. said, <laughs> "She said there's something about the me. American spirit." That you don't find anywhere else, and yeah, I we said, said that from like Daniel Hannon, who yes. loves loves England, Britain, loves England. Everybody, uh, yeah. clearly it's not a slam too. on their country. Right. Of course, right. of course. Well, so, clearly, we like Canada. We have one of their sports celebrities on the broadcast. Thank you, Jeffy. Yeah, that's right. So she said, um, Americans, there's this this flame about America that you um, you help each other and. Um, it's just, it's different. She said, America is, or she said, Canada, I could have lived there my whole life and been happy and it's great, but there's something, an X factor in America. And when she's talking about that, I'm like, yes, (laughs) yes, yes. Now we didn't get to this part in our conversation, but hopefully we will. That's called a lack of socialism. (laughs) That is called personal responsibility. Right. That X factor is created, and again, don't tell her. Let me break it to her slowly. That X factor is the personal responsibility of people saying, I've got to do something. When the government doesn't do everything, the responsibility falls to us. Now, I assume we did not talk about politics. It's our responsibility to begin with. I assume she likes all the big government socialism stuff of Canada. I'm assuming she likes all of that. But what she said about America, I said to her, I said, you realize you're describing de Tocqueville. I said, what makes America great? What is it that makes America great? Assuming she knew the phrase, well, America's good. She didn't. She's Canadian. She didn't know. She didn't know who de Tocqueville was. And I said, why is America great? Because she said, how do we fix this problem? And I said, it's really simple. What made America great? And she said, I, 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 I have to say it's that the people here are really kind and uh, no matter where you go and no matter what they believe, they, they want to help each other. And they, 
they hold on to each other and nobody sits back. They see somebody in need and they go. And I said, in other words, America is great because America is good? Yeah. Yes, Samantha B. And I told her I broke it to her and I said, I hate to break it to you, but you're sounding like me. (laughs) And she said, oh no, don't say that to me. And I said, let me ask you a few questions. You know how to fix it, make America good. Yes, that's me. Are you suddenly afraid that maybe the president of the United States could become a dictator? Yes. Hmm, that sounded like me. Are you (laughs) suddenly worried that maybe a president could do something that would affect the economy and we could have a huge global economic crash? Yes. Oh, that sounds like me. It's amazing how liberals suddenly have found these things but want to stake out, well, you thought I'm about Barack Obama. Yeah, I did. And now you think about, you think about them, about Donald Trump. And by the way, they were true about Barack Obama. It's not like he's been exonerated from all the things we worried about. He was, he was as bad as we feared. I mean, he did. No, he's not as bad as I feared. Yeah, well, I mean, on, we survived as, him. And, and yeah. I, I, we really didn't. Right. And we didn't we believe would. that there would actually be prison camps, but some people believe. However, he fundamentally did transform the United States. Oh, yeah, States he did. America in oh, yeah. a bad way. In our opinion, in a very bad way. In their opinion, in a very good way. And that's why they're so freaked out about Donald Trump, because they think he'll reverse all of that and transform it just as much in the other direction. And before we get all, uh, go too far on all this talk about survival, the guy's still in office. Yes, I know. I know. remember that. I know. Well, I've heard... I've, I've read at usatoday.com.co.ca.au. There will be no inauguration. There will be no inauguration, what? yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And I believe it immediately. Yes. He's going to declare martial law before, uh, before January 1st. Um, anyway, so. Uh, I've already checked that through Snopes, by the way, and the, the FBI confirmed it. <laughs> so Snopes.com.ca.eu. Yes. <laughs> .eu. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, so we had a really good time um, uh, not talking about politics, but finding things that we agree on that were big principles. Like we went through the Bill of Rights. She didn't, I didn't specifically call out the Second Amendment, but I said, do you agree with the Bill of Rights? She said, yes. And I gave her, I said, I'm going to give you the, I'm going to give you the Second Amendment. I'm going to give you the Second Amendment that maybe you don't agree on that one. And we can argue about that one. How about the other nine? They're all good, right? Let's unite on that. I was, I was actually for the Patriot Act, and then I woke up and I'm like, good Lord, how stupid was I during the Bush administration? And then was against it. And I was against it with George Bush and against it under Barack Obama. The left was only against it under George Bush. Barack Obama expanded it. And this president, and it would have been any president, I think, unless they were a strong constitutionalist, are, they're going to expand it again. Why don't we stand on that one? She couldn't, she, I think she came in with a whole different attitude and left with a different one. And I, I have great hope that we will maybe never agree on policies or vote the same way, but we can demonstrate that America can be good doing it together with people who strongly disagree with each other. I like, I like her. That's, that's cool. And she's on, that's the 19th that airs. Uh, uh, December, December 19th. 19th. Um, and then tonight is Nightline, yes. correct? 
Um, and how do you think that one's going to go? I have no idea. I really liked Byron. He's the co-anchor of uh, uh, Nightline. I really liked them. Uh, I don't Ted, know. Ted Koppel has a co-anchor now? I don't think Ted's been there for a while. I, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. But thank you, Father yeah. Time, for dropping, <laughs> uh, dropping in. Richard Nixon's no longer I mean, the president. Why do you not think Nightline? Nightline without thinking, thinking Ted, Ted Koppel? No, I can't. Yeah, I anyway, so that is tonight at 11.30 after Jimmy Kimmel. Um, they're doing um, a segment or so on me um, tonight and who conservatives are. I don't know how it's going to be edited. It'll be probably nine minutes after 13 hours of spoken word. Gee, mm. what are they going to choose? Hopefully the good thing. You'd be optimistic the good thing. on these things. Yes, I am optimistic on both of them. Um, and now this. Very few companies uh, changed an entire industry, but Simply Save Home Security did. They took an antiquated, expensive industry and turned it upside down. They created a system that is wireless, no long-term contracts, and monitoring is just $15 a month. And right now, for a limited time, you get $200 off Simply Safe's Dis- Defender package. This system has everything you need to protect your home and your family. 17 security sensors, a panic button, a blaring siren to scare off would-be intruders, a wireless connection to authorities that will dispatch police the minute something happens, 24-7 monitoring for only $15 a month, and no long-term contract. Make sure your family is safe around the clock and get $200 off at simplysafebeck.com. Offer ends soon. It's simplysafebeck.com. Now $200 off your Defender security package. What was it, $350 for that rebate? Uh, $399. Uh, $399. It's unbelievable to make your your house safe. $399. Simplysafebeck.com. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Glenn Beck program. This is unbelievable. You know what? I don't have a problem with this if this is what the city of Portland, Oregon wants to do. If the city of Portland, Oregon wants to do this, there's no constitutional law they're violating. They can do whatever they want. It's still wrong, but it's... It's absolutely wrong. better than doing this on a federal level. Yeah. Okay, so here's what the city wants to do. Liberals in the city of Portland, Oregon, have just put their foot down against income inequality. They're called oracrats. The oracrats are not going after the CEOs, but rather the corporations that have CEO salaries that the oracrats deem excessive. They will then impose a tax penalty on the corporations as much as 25%. Moving to address income inequality at a local level, the city council of Portland voted Wednesday to impose a surtax on company whose chief executives earn more than 100 times than the median pay of their rank and file. I'd be out of there so fast. But even I, if I didn't I'm have out, even if I was equal to everyone else, I would out. move my company. You start doing that, what's next? The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Mercury.